Welcome everyone to my podcast. Uh, this is Radio Kuluma. When fate ties you into a knot, what do you do? Uh, the subject is about bullying. Does anyone care about how you feel today? I know this subject is a very, very sensitive subject. At schools, they don't want to talk about it. Uh, communities are keeping silent about it. Something has to go wrong before something is done about it. As a, an adult, a grandfather and a father, I would like to talk about it because I've got grandchildren. And uh, I remember when I was young, I'm also a victim, by the way, of bullying. When I was young, I used to be bullied. And one of my oddest dreams when I was growing up was to become an army commander take charge of an army and issue orders and tough instructions. Sort of like become a boss or boss everyone around and smite those who don't seem to obey my orders. This would be, in my thoughts, an awesome powers to possess, I thought to myself. But obviously this was a pipe dream to entertain. But I was young and I was entitled to dream. After all, dreams are good for children. So I was a child. And uh, at school, I was bullied by this huge guy. I remember this so vividly. This guy had, a, had big muscles, big hands, big head. I mean, big feet. And I mean, this fellow was like a huge monster. You can call him Hawk. We used to call him Hawk. So let's look at the basics of bullying 101. Is it cool or not? I don't think so. Every time I saw this guy, it was like I would freeze like a twig. And the world became very bleak. But my biggest fantasy was to possess this power to shrink or evaporate at will when I snapped my fingers like that. This was awesome. I thought it was cool to have this kind of a power, you know, to shrink things and shrink myself, enlarge myself, but just by snapping my finger, you know, I mean, it was like, you know, an imagination to be proud of. This chap would actually terrorize the hell out of us at school and who were tiny and small. Uh, I was unable to run or shout when he took my lunch, my lunchbox or sweets during lunch breaks as if this guy had superpowers to control our existence we little guy or little fellows you know it was not a good feeling to be small at that age you know at school and this is this was one of my worst nightmares growing up being bullied uh, bullied inside the schoolyard there were also bullied bullies outside the schoolyard so I suffered both the terror of being bullied within the school premises and outside the school premises because we used to travel by foot from one area to the other. I was in Soweto at Deep Roof, Zone 6, and I had to travel to Zone 4 and cross Zone zone 5 in order to get to school. And this was a, a very terrible uh, experience. Although this guy at school, he bullied two-thirds of the school kids at school. He was like the Goliath of the school. 
and I don't mean to be mean, but he was also very ugly. Going to school when you are bullied is not a very exciting experience experience to any sweet fellow like I thought I was sweet like myself. There were those who tried to stand up to him but never had a chance to conquer or, you know, face him. He destroyed them just like that. You know, he would push you and you'd roll over. Except for one guy. This guy's name was Joshua. Buikana, we called him. He was my class class roommate. Not very close, but a very friendly guy. But you don't temper with that guy. Joshua was never intimidated by Sydney. We used to call the bulldog. We used to call Sydney the bulldog. I admired Joshua's courage and strength of character. He was the guy who was not afraid of anything. He used to stand his ground every time Sydney tried to bully him. Uh, anybody for that matter. He later became a very close friend of mine and uh, I wanted to learn to him to learn from him the secret of being brave and courageous. I admired his courage. You know, courage is not something that you can easily buy from a shelf or from a supermarket or borrow from someone. You know, it's something that other people uh it's a characteristic that uh, a person has to be born with. So, as I was growing up, now that I'm old, I see schools as a concentration camp to promote fear by bullies. This is how I see it because every time I hear my grandchildren talk about bullying, you know, it just sends a chill a chill down my spine, but I can't defend them. I have to leave them to experience bullying as part of their growing up experience. And school is not a very good place to grow when you are a young young and fallible. It actually looks like a glorified concentration camp that has invisible silent emotional walls waiting to torture and cramp you if you are a little guy or being a victim of bullying. Young as I was, I did not have a big brother to protect me against any bullies at school or on the street from home to school and back. I was always alone, almost ready to fight my own battles in order to survive. At some places, I I had to take a stand and fight for myself. At some places, I used to to run away because that could only be the option for a worst-case scenario. Life is the same for most people, if not a majority of us, our children, our grandchildren. We get bullied by our, even adults, by financial institutions or financial circumstances. Poverty is bullying. We get bullied by society's rules dogmas and mental negative conditioning and no one to look up to for solutions. I wonder how many children have a voice to stand up and say, look, please somebody save me. Sometimes they, they, they struggle in silence or suffer in silence. We get bullied by ESCOM or politicians raising electricity tariffs, petrol suppliers raising petrol prices traffic officers and traffic cops, police issuing unlawful traffic fines, and sometimes police officers who are supposed to be protecting us bully us by looking for briberies and then ignoring people who are, who are actually stealing cables or crimes that are being reported, especially men who are being sexually abused, abused by their spouses. When they go to the police station to report as these cases, police officers laugh at them. They don't take them serious. 
I sometimes wonder, why do we have to put up with all this crap? At which point does a normal person have to keep up or keep taking all the crap from anyone and possibly everyone before they can reach a breaking point to commit murder or crime or suicide? Have we ever thought about it? Maybe it's time we sit around the table and talk about these things. Often this crosses my mind, even when it comes to paying of goods and services at shopping malls and the till or the counters. You know, when you go to a shopping mall or grocery shop, you know, they treat you like you are doing them a favor by attending to you with a sense of agency. You know, uh, if you visit Hello Peter website, they are inundated with poor customer service complaints that translates to companies bullying their clients. Although this might not be true to your thinking, to me, it is my truth. My truth. If corporations treat customers with discontent, it means they have the power to do what they like. Therefore, they are bullies. Otherwise, no one would complain if this was not the case, is it? Customer service at some stores and shopping malls is so bad that we've given up complaining or fighting for our rights as customers. Sometimes in place, some places where you go, these Portuguese shops or corner shops, or even our own, our own people, our own traders, local informal traders, someone will actually not even respect you buying from them or supporting them. So bullying one another has gone out of control that people have thought it is a culture and they've kept silent about it. Not with me. I complain if I get a bad service. Especially because I'm an adult. I've got the right to complain. Perhaps even put up a fight. By the way, I don't want anybody to walk over me. I stand my ground these days. I stand my ground. I am not a walkover. You try it and you... Let's look about... Let's look at victims of bullying and the need they help and the support we should get for them or both parties the victim and the bull and the person who bullies bullies take advantage of our weaknesses they thrive on our fears our vulnerability and kindness physical bullying can appear physical bullies can appear strong and fearsome but inside i think they are scared and suffer a mental or emotional hormone imbalance and this is my 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 thinking when you become a victim and you begin to question their behavior and tactical terrifying tricks. Often it is our imagination and the way we think and deal with circumstances challenging our surroundings and the person we deal with on a daily basis. At school, schools and colleges in South Africa, these incidences go unnoticed or unpunished by the school governing body or the school committee, if that is the case. It is treated as a no big deal issue. For our youth in South Africa, I believe suicide is gradually increasing because schools are ignoring it and parents don't even know that their children are being bullied. They keep silent and quiet and they don't talk about it. Our young are traumatized to a point of wanting to kill themselves and there has been several incidences of kids being trying to commit suicide. Few parents even know this might be happening to their children. When I was young, I was bullied and I hated school because no one knew the, the emotional trauma I was going through. I suffered in silence. But today, 
I can talk about it and maybe look back and say maybe those were growing pains, but circumstances are different today. Political parties are no different from school bullies. There is one such party that is running havoc in the country to a point of delirium and uncontrolled state of mental intoxication. They know who they are. I don't have to name names. Where do political parties report to when they are being bullied by other parties? It's a question. Who is bullying them in the class in the classroom or in their offices? Do they report to parliament? I don't think so. SA is a great country and we need each other, but we need to address bullying. How many of us today possess the courage to stand up to bullies? How many of us are intimidated by bullies like Sydney? You know, the image of Sydney or the hawk, as I would like to call it, and are frozen to even say anything that hurts them. How long are we going to keep quiet and be silent because we are so afraid society will judge and reprimand us for standing tall like Joshua? That is the guy I was talking about at school, Boykana, it was his name. At some point in our lifetime, one has to stand up and fight for what they believe in. I noticed in the years as I was growing, I became a man who wanted to stand up for myself. I fight, I fight for myself. I fight my own battles. Silence is not always golden. In my view, silence can sometimes be poisonous to the health of a society and the person who is being bullied. If you look at the taxi industry, there is a lot of bullying going around there. The taxi industry are also faced with endless wars and bullying tactics, fighting over lucrative, lucrative taxi routes. Where do they go if someone is bullying them? Except they shoot and kill each other. I suppose uh, the public protector is the right place to go, especially Tulima Donzella. In preference, I prefer to go to Tulima Donzella than any other public protector I know who can handle this problem. It seems to me that wherever you look, bullying does not end in schools only. It is everywhere. I tried to find answers to this silly question. If God is so far away or so near and dear to us and not aware of this, who cares of the, our issues of bullying during the day and who is responsible for punishing them? Now I'm thinking like a child. Spouses and friends are the next of kin to hear our cry or our plea when we seek for help and support, moral support. But to what extent can they escalate the problem to bring it to the attention of the Almighty if there is such a case? If you run out of the options of going to school, going to the school principal or the school governing body or government or the Human Rights Commission, your, your ultimate resolution would be to ask God to give you the answer, I suppose. I don't know. Let us look beyond our own limitation, the story of Bruce the Almighty. Bruce Almighty on the, the movie by Jimmy Carey of Jimmy Carey. It, it took one day of a bad day for Bruce Almighty, that is Jim Carey, to get God's attention to his problem. He had reached a point of no return and snapped to get a personal call, call from God to resolve his issue. This feeling might sound like a, a fairy tale or a pipe dream. Uh, if my wish was granted to become an army commander and possess all the power to take everyone for a ride like a politician does to his constituency, 
I would use it to avenge bullies and give them a taste of their own medicine. But unfortunately, it's not possible. Yet the story of there's a girl in Limpopo, Lufuno Mabunga, who was who bullied this girl who ended up committing suicide. And and her death is more than what politics and the nation and the nation's pain could take or bear in our democracy to act indecisively on bullying in schools after 1994. Bullying should be considered a criminal offense in courts of law and the, our judicial system. That's my opinion, by the way. This could be our starting point as a nation to reflect on this bad negative lent behavior. I think it is a lent behavior. Parents of bullies should also be legally responsible for actions of the bad behavior of their children. This should also be extended to schools' liability for ignoring and not taking action for such incidences, like uh, school neglecting the acts of bullying. I was once a child and I experienced what Lufuno Mwanga trauma, pain and emotional torture, and I wanted to avenge, yet I did not possess the power to do so. As I write this blog or article, I only possess the power to change your mind to do something about it. Bullying of any kind or in our society or the societies facing through various aspects of our life should actually come to a stop. Why also is the church ignoring? Why is the church silent and not taking a lead to revolutionize the teaching of Christ in our modern day up upheavals and challenges? And perhaps schools must also introduce some religious teachings maybe religious discipline, not necessarily uh, theological doctrines. The church, including parents and teachers, should play a more creative role beyond the pulpit and classroom blackboards. We should turn this dilemma into a critical, proactive problem-solving sol solution to our education system. My impression is that our country's self-esteem and its leadership credibility is the reflection of our children's behavior and misconduct. This includes how we, we raise our children and families who have lost its cultural identities and values to discipline and monitor what our children are doing behind closed doors or behind uh, social media frenzy. These cell phones must be kept out of school work. They must be kept at home and not at school. Are we not all partly directly or indirectly responsible for the death of Lufuno Mubango and all other children who have committed suicide and answerable to God for their poor parenting skills? It means we are responsible for her death. We need brave people like Joshua to teach our children how to treat others. Whereas, also, I am not a politician and would not use my borrowed power to hurt anyone for any reason. Yet perhaps I could have a chance to use my seven-day borrowed power of God Almighty to make things right instead of bullying everyone to their displeasure to curse me every time they see me. Bullying is not only a physical thing. Rather, the whole concept is psychological and has a deep emotional scar on the life and the after effects of a victim's outlook on life, on his morality, self-esteem and school performance. The question that has been bothering me for so long until now is what uh, what what are we doing in society about it? If you are a victim for so long and have not snapped like Bruce Almighty, 
What are you waiting for? I do not have the answer for anyone, but I now know and have discovered and what I have discovered is very surprising and shocking revelation. The question I asked was this, and my theory has always been, if God owns us, he therefore controls the universe and knows all our intentions. Why does he not, why does it take him so long to resolve simple wishes and problems? In brackets, if God is so far away and may be unaware of this, who takes care of business during the day to punish those who bully us? Close brackets. What I was not expecting to hear was the answer to the question I asked. And the reply was from a book by John by, by Johnny Truant. It's called The Universe Doesn't Give a Flying Fuck About You. Johnny is an author. His experience and knowledge blew my mind and it was profound. You have to read this book to get the whole picture. Until now, all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle were all over the place. Now everything is making a lot of sense. Read it and when you are done, please let me know your thoughts and your findings. I do not care how you feel. I do care about how you feel today. As for Lufuno Movango and the others who committed suicide because they were bullied, the tale of our South African school's management system and caring for our children is out of control and it's very, very poor. It's lacking with necessary willpower of the school's governing body to effectively address and deal with this root cause to stop it completely. We all need to do something about it as, a, as parents, as communities, as a country, including protection of our grandchildren before it gets out of control and becomes a pandemic, a pandemic like COVID-19. Otherwise, I would not be talking about it on this podcast or writing about it as a message to you as a reader to raise my concern. Let's do something transformative about this sketch to improve the lives of those children who will tomorrow become potential victims of this saga. South Africa needs a cure for leadership maladjustment and poor accountability by, by those in power capable of resolving and eliminating bullying once and for all as a sticking sore thumb to our society's peaceful existence. Otherwise, history will judge us on our complicity and lack of perception and moral obligation and commitment in taking drastic action to remedy our plight. I quote, if it is to be, it is up to us. May Miss Luvuno Mabanga's soul rest in peace. I felt her pain more than 40 years ago during my school days. I wish God forgive her for what fate has brought upon her beautiful soul. Rest well, daughter of Africa. Your pain was my pain and I deeply regret what has happened to you just because no one bothered to take time and responsibility to check and make sure how you felt the day you, you before you died. I honestly think we need to address this. May God help South Africa and its people. Thank you.